Hey everyone, it's Jerry at the Fledge, and welcome to another episode of Every Damn Day. So, uh, down in the sanctuary on this gorgeous Sunday, we had a very busy weekend this uh, weekend. So, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, um, uh, Tobias and all his friends at the Poor People's Campaign, and We the Free People, and Black Wall Street, and uh, I don't even know how many groups were represented on Friday night, but we had a barbecue and it was spectacular and Tobias did a great job. So shout out to them. And also a shout out to uh, Joe Walker, the champ, uh, thisent.com. He's uh, writing up some uplifting stuff for the community and doing some stuff with Every Damn Day. So check that out, thisent.com. Now... I'm, I'm, I don't even know, I'm excited, not excited about the next show because um, I really love this kid. I love Andrew. I'm sorry I'm starting with that. No, yeah, I, good. Love you too, man. I feel like I've known you forever and that, you know. Oh, yeah. Since sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Since so I was you, in sixth grade. And you know how Shannon and I try to adopt everyone all the time. So oh, yeah. We, Second we mom and dad over there. <laughs> So, uh, what you been doing today? You you had to get up on a Sunday and come talk to me. Oh yeah, I know my most dreadful thing, right? Well, I w- I woke up at like one o'clock right before I was supposed to come here, so I wasn't really doing much. I was just being a lazy <laughs> ass. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. So uh, let's talk about you for a little bit. Where where were you born and raised, and where'd you go to school? So I was I was born and raised in Lansing. Um, so I grew up there my whole life living with my mom and dad and my brother. And well, we adopted two sisters too later in the run. Uh, it was pretty crazy over there where I was born at, you know, there was a lot of like violence and, you know, like gang beef and crazy shit over there. So I was like always, you know, in that drama and on that side of the scene over there, it was like, it was just really crazy over there. And then when hey, I went can, to high school, can, can I stop you for one second? Yeah. And that's over, you know, off from Waverly. I can't remember what you're Waverly and Sheffield. It's yeah. like, it's right by uh, Quickies and Arbor Point over there. Yeah, over on the southwest side. So, yep. you know, I, uh, I always wish I could put a fledge there or something, too, and just try yeah, to. Yeah, there's a lot of people you could help around there. Yeah. So, but I think we got this, man. We're going to figure this out. Um, Cops ain't going to do it. The community's going to do it. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I forgot you lived over there. I used to drive over there and grab you or take rain to you a lot. Yeah. You should be scared to leave them over there, I bet, huh? <laughs> we no. do some stupid shit. I know. You guys used to go. You walked that neighborhood all the time. Yeah. yeah. We walked around there with our cock swinging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried. Shannon was the one who worries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, how'd you get to, how'd we get to know you? How'd you get to Grand Ledge or whatever? Well, I went to Grand Ledge starting my fifth grade year in Delta Center. And I met Rain uh, one day. I think we went on, we all went to this girl Keegan's party that we knew. And that's kind of how I met all my friends at Grand Ledge. But 
I met Rain like that. And then afterwards, I went over to your house probably like a couple weeks later and I was fucking around at the skate shop and then I got hurt and you guys almost had to take me to the hospital when I cut my hand. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was just a mess, dude. I got smacked with a broken in half broomstick and then Rain called me a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, back at your mom's skate shop. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, all right. So you graduate from high school and nope. what? Oh, you didn't graduate? Nope. I went to high oh. school at Grand Ledge and I dropped out my sophomore year because, I mean, they just kept trying to put me on probation and stuff like that. And so, and, and I was just having like a hard time in that life. I lost someone around that time and stuff like that. So yeah, I was just, I had enough of that shit. Yeah, I felt like that cop had the list of 20 people they wanted to put in jail no matter what. Oh, yeah. Me, Rain, and Mike got harassed like crazy out there for sure. Yeah. It made Rain drop out of school, too, I think. Yeah, because we, well, you can't afford to be on probation, you know, all the time. It's just too much money. And just for smoking weed and coming to school, I'm still trying to do my work, but you can't do it either when you're getting harassed and shit, you know? I think, uh, yeah, Rain had other reasons, too. I think some of the racism that happens in that school. Yeah, because there are a bunch but, of fucking dirtbags over there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you, by the way. But we've, we're here to talk about a more important subject. Yes, sir. Uh, after that age or whatever, what, what happened kind of next? Well, after I dropped out of high school... Uh, I went through a hard time with my family and, you know, I was doing bad things, but then it hit me. I got cancer. So I ended up getting cancer and uh, it was like a year after I dropped out on June 26th, I got diagnosed in 2019. And after that, it like changed my family's life forever, like forever, because it just, you know, it put everybody in a traumatized spot, in a really pressured spot, because everybody in my family didn't know, you know, if I was going to live the next day. I didn't know if I was going to live the next day. Uh, it was just a very stressful situation. And, uh, you know, undergoing chemo a lot and stuff like that. It, a lot of chemo, because I had a very intense like uh chemo treatment like mine was like an eight out of ten on like a 10 out of 10 scale and 10 out of 10 is just like they're pretty much killing you but i had a really really hard uh chemo treatment so i i was really sick all the time yeah i had none of this hair on my face i didn't have my eyebrows i didn't have my mustache my beard my hair uh my i had half the blood i used to function on like my hemoglobin was at a uh, 15 to start out with and there was a lot of times, well, it was pretty much most of the time that I was at like a eight and I could go all the way down. One time I went down to a five when I was down in uh, Beaumont when I was getting my surgery on my leg. And you, uh, you've kind of found this out because you broke your leg, right? Is that what happened? Well, well, I had a lot of pain in my leg for like, it was like a year almost uh, i was just having pain in my leg and i just thought i tore my acl or something like that and like the last couple weeks before i went in to go get it checked out i was at work and like i literally couldn't walk and like everybody just thought they're like dude you're being a pussy and blah, 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 blah. and 
well, the thing in the also the thing was is that three months before I went to go get checked out, like the last time, I had already gotten checked out. I got X-rays, and they said they didn't find anything. But then I was sitting at my house too, and this is when I like really figured it out. Is there was a lump in my leg, and I felt the lump, and it was like the tumor sticking out, and the tumor grows from like inside of your bone out, and it was like the size. It was like the size of damn near half of a football. It was like a really, really big tumor. It went like all the way up from my knee to my hip. Yeah. So let's go through that journey a little bit. I mean, I'm gonna say this, probably get in trouble for this, but you know, we, you'd be having chemo down at Sparrow and wanting to take some breaks and meeting us outside and yeah, oh, like yeah. somebody was bringing you something that <laughs> yeah. was making you feel better. Yeah, but, well. You guys, your family, obviously, and some of my other friends and my girlfriend, that's what really got me through cancer, you know, because if I didn't have you guys, I wasn't fighting for anybody and I would have just gave up. So you guys used to stop up and we used to burn a couple joints outside of the hospital and I'd walk in and have the nurses bitch at me a little bit, but it was all right. <laughs> but I mean, you were suffering. Yeah, I was I was damn near dead. I mean, I almost died like a lot of times. I went to ICU a couple of times. There was a lot of times that I definitely almost died. And even the nurses knew that. I mean, the nurses would like complain about the smell, but they always let me go outside. You know, that's what they wanted. Because if I didn't like when I had cancer and I was going through chemo, if I didn't smoke weed, like I was seriously like throwing up. And if I smoked weed, I would be fine. And like, I well not fine because I'd still be really sick. Like, especially every morning, like I just planned on throwing up. Like that was like an every morning thing and like being super sick. And cause when you're on chemo, it's not just like the throwing up sick. You know what I mean? Your, your heart's beating really hard, like out of your chest. Like if I walk 10 steps, my heart is beating out of my chest and like, I'm sweating. I can't breathe, you know? It was all just, that was all just craziness. The chemo was crazy. And the, the other thing that was crazy about the chemo is that like they, they pretty much give you a drug to kill you, to kill that, you know? And then there's all these like risks afterwards, like from the chemos that I had, they, they can cause other cancers afterwards. You know what I mean? Like after effects and there's like three different cancers and it's like really severe. So, I mean, the chemo, I definitely thank God because it saved me, you know what I mean? But at the same time, chemo, I don't feel like it's like an ideal thing that they should use. I, I kind of hope that they can find something new, but you know how that goes. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about your current stage. Where are you at right now? Are you completely clear or? Yep. Um, so on April 20th, a couple months ago, it was a year since I had been out from chemo. And so there's no cancer, no, no signs of necrosis in my leg anymore. Now, right now, because when I had cancer, I had to have surgeries on my leg so they could take the tumor out. And like the surgery was basically, they took out like a piece of my femur, well, oh, wrong way in the camera. Like it was a little bit bigger than that. It was probably like 12 inches. And then they put like a dead person's bone in there and connected my bones to, or connected that bone to my real bones. And then they put like, plate and screws and stuff like that in there so now like at my current state 
I'm still healing because it took a really long time for the chemo to like get out of my body. And when chemo's in your body, your body doesn't really heal because it doesn't have any of those things in your body to, you know, like react to healing. And so right now I'm, uh, my leg's healing up. I just got told that my leg was a hundred percent healed bone wise. Now I just have to go to physical therapy for a couple months and hopefully my leg will be strong by then. I think it will. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you, you feeling really good then? Oh yeah. I've been feeling great lately. I've been feeling like I'm on top of the world. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I'm just grateful to be here still, you know, and, and see people like you and you know, rain and you know, all that stuff just makes me happy. I'm just happy to be here and be yeah. talking to you guys still. And we're happy to have you here. Um, all, right. all right. So I've got a, some other like topics around it. I wanted to get through like your diagnosis to where you're at right now. I guess that's called prognosis. Um, and what was it? Why did you get this cancer? Do you have you any idea? Well, I mean, you're too, too young to have done it from. Yeah, they said it's just it's kind of one of those things that was just like supposed to happen to me, I guess, because like my cancer is pretty rare. Like the only people who get my cancer usually are kids like it's like the ages is like three through like 19 and usually people after 19 don't get my type of cancer it's called ewing sarcoma and it's like only a cancer kids get so like i got my cancer uh yeah like i was diagnosed june 26 but yeah that's i don't even know bro like i don't know how i like really got it they just told me that i was kind of just supposed to get it you know that's just how my body reacted i mean one of the reasons I'm kind of asking is because, you know, I need to quit smoking and that's something I can control. That's something that could lower the probability that I'll get lung cancer. Right. right. But with you, with your 19, there's nothing. Yeah, it done. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like induced by anything. It wasn't like I smoked and that's what made me get cancer. It was like nothing made me get cancer. That was just like the token I was gave, you know, or the cards I was played, really. Yeah. And you played those cards. You played the hand you were yep. dealt. Yep, and then I beat it. Um, so you're going through all of this, right? Um, yep. let, let's tell let's talk a couple things about uh like the job, the story about the job in the neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> well, oh my god, well, you know, Grand Ledge people uh some Grand Ledge people always be like this. I was out in Grand Ledge and, well, I don't know. Well, that state police may, might not have been from Grand Ledge, but, you know, we were still out there. And uh, so I was walking because I worked for a solar company and I was knocking door to door and I had my crutches because my leg is still messed up. And I'm going door to door and, and that solar job, you can, you only knock on certain doors because, like, for solar, the sun has to be, like, on your roof facing, like, uh north south and so that's how the sun kind of has to come over your house so i can only knock on certain houses so i was knocking on houses and some of them i didn't and people thought i was like trying to go around and look for the shit or whatever well the policeman he pulled up and he was coming behind me and he gets out of the car and he was like hey man what are you doing and i'm like oh, i'm just doing my job i'm going door to door and i showed him my little tag and all that that i had for that company and he's like, well, did you just walk into that house over there? And I was like, no, nah. I was like, I literally didn't walk into any house. And he was like, well, we got about six neighbors calling on you. 
And I was like, well, I wasn't doing anything. And then he told me, he said, well, it looks like you're faking your crutches. Why aren't you using your crutches right now? Or why weren't you using your crutches when you were walking to the doors? People said you weren't using your crutches. I said, yeah, that's because I had to walk a few steps to get to the door. You want to see my fucking scar? And, you know, I pulled up my pant leg and I showed him my scar. And, you know, he was still, I can't even remember, like, the exact words he was saying after that. But he was just being a dick. He just thought I was lying about everything and all that. Like, lying about my legs being fucked up. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And and you're doing this in the middle of... Uh your chemo and your treatment and all of this? Well, no, I had gotten done with my chemo and my treatment okay. when I started that job, but like it was, it was pretty fresh out and my leg was still like, at that point, my leg was like really bad. It was really fucked up at that point. Yeah. Um, so another thing is about payment of this. Like uh, you see a lot of like GoFundMes cause somebody's kid has cancer and they have to figure out how to, they're gonna pay for it and all of that. And I don't ever remember, did you ever do any GoFundMes or anything like that? Uh, yeah, my sister set up like a little GoFundMe account, but, and that helped with like the food and stuff like that. Like when I was in the hospital, like that money got me the hospital food, but like for, to pay for the chemos and stuff like that, uh, I had Medicaid and Medicare, uh, which I don't know exactly how those work, but I know my family got those and it pretty much paid for everything. Yeah. Like so, I I really didn't pay for chemo. If I if I would have ended up paying, we would have been like twenty million deep, thirty million deep easily, maybe even more than that. Wow. That's uh and there's some people that can't do it, so they don't yeah. do it. Right? Yeah. Uh yep. so I know you know, I've I don't know that I've ever talked politics with you except for to confirm that you hate Trump's, you know. <laughs> I don't let anybody in the house that doesn't. Um, so uh from uh you ever heard of like medicare for all i have but i don't know the concept like i don't know about it too much do you think everybody should have that insurance and that right yeah i do i do i mean because what if your kid gets cancer and then you can't pay for it you know it's just yeah. bullshit because yeah. not like literally most people i mean even if you were rich it doesn't really matter you really wouldn't be able to pay for it i mean it's like severely expensive like that i used to have shots every night uh, I can't remember what they were called. It, um, I don't remember what my shots were called, but anyways, like each, like I'd get like 20 shots in a bag and each time that costed $50,000 or something like that. Like, and I needed those. That was throughout a whole year. So I had to get those like tons and tons and tons of times, but the chemo is definitely the most expensive, but yeah, I do feel like that people should be able to have that for sure. Like the, always the option of Medicaid to help them out because I, I think it was more the Medicaid, honestly, that covered the most, most of it. If I'm right, I don't know if I'm right or not, but I think so. Yeah, I think so too. So uh, we're going to, we're going to talk some more about other things we've talked about as I weave them through the rest of the show here. Yes, sir. What's, what's something you do? Maybe during before you were done with chemo and maybe after done with chemo, what's something you did every damn day like when you were still fighting? Well, uh, I, well, I video gamed a lot and I also worked out a lot, too. I always kept myself busy in the gym and stuff. But, you know, when I had chemo, it was always hard to breathe and stuff like that. So I could only do like little things like that. But 
then I also went fishing a lot. Like when I had chemo, like even though I was getting a lot of chemo, like even my doctors told me, like I was like the most active chemo patient they've ever seen, just walking around and doing crazy shit. Well, I used to go fishing a lot and, you know, I, Cause that's like the only thing I could do really like, but people sometimes would literally like have to pick me up and carry me and shit like that. Cause I couldn't walk. So that, but I definitely did keep myself busy while I was on chemo. Um, your grandpa took you fishing a lot, I think. Yeah. He has right? a little pond behind his house. Yeah. And it's yeah. sweet out there. And he took me hunting too. I killed a deer while I was on chemo too. <laughs> Is that the first time you ever did that? No, time. I've hunted. I've hunted my whole life, but I did. I shot it right off the back of his porch. That was the first time I ever did that. Yeah, <laughs> is that legal? Yeah, because it's because yeah. it's still his property is legal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So what's what do you do every damn day now? Work out. Well, pretty much same thing. I fish and work out every day and hang out with my buddies right now because I can't work. Uh, but once my leg starts healing in a couple months, um, I'm going to see myself definitely working at Aldi right now, just like for partial. And then I'm going to get into real estate and, you know, I, I plan to start selling like apartments and stuff like that and yeah. get into it. I know that's a long process, but um, that's what I plan to get into. That's all right, man. Or maybe uh, a physical therapist. I don't know. I've thought about that, too. Maybe a 3D printer after... We yes, sir. That <laughs> um, I'll definitely be back for that. So we uh, daisy chain our shows together. And yesterday on the show, um, I had a gentleman named Daniel. And his question for you, which nobody's ever asked this question before, is why did you want to be on the show? Oh, well, uh, I wanted to be on the show because, you know, I mean, actually, I didn't want to be on the show, Jerry. No, I'm just kidding with you. I'm just kidding with you. But, well, I wanted to be on the show because, you know, for one, I like bullshitting with you. You know what I mean? And and I want people to, like, you know, hear what I have to say because it could be helpful to a lot of people, you know, and people that have never been through cancer or don't know what the financial part of it's like and, you know, stuff like that. So I just wanted to let people know about my story a little bit. Yeah. And what if you had advice to give? And by the way, everyone, if we were in my kitchen right now, we would be I would be talking much different to Andrew than I would on the <laughs> show. And I would be being uh, I'd mess with him probably way too much. Yeah, but we're talking that. like we're talking around our moms right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you guys are hilarious to be around. Um, uh, what advice would you give to somebody? If they were, you know, either a parent or a child, if they were just starting this journey or even uh, like, like cancer, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, definitely for the parents, I will say that if your kid does have cancer, you want to be there to the full extent. Uh, you when when you get cancer and stuff like that, you have to take a lot of time off of work and stuff like that, because my mom always had to take care of me and stuff like that. And, you know, well, I was just fortunate enough to have that, you know, that my mom taking care of me and like my friends and stuff. And but um, uh, I kind of forgot the question. I'm not going to lie, Jerry. If, if you gave if there was any advice that you. Oh, would give, yeah. Well, if, the advice the would kid? definitely be to uh, be ready to strap in for a ride because you're going to be there a lot with your kid. But that's the most important thing, because when I was on chemo, 
if, if I didn't have my family to fight for and stuff like that, and they weren't there all the time, then I wouldn't have fought because I would have just been fighting for nothing to me. You know, that's like the most important thing to me is that my family was there and stuff like that. So my advice would really just be to be there for your kid as much as you can. And if you do get cancer, uh, I lost hope every single day, you know, like I, I never thought that I was going to make it through and it was really hard for me to keep my head on straight and you kind of like lose your mind during the process. But if you do, if that does end up happening, you know, you just have to keep your head as high as you can and hold the people as close to you as you can that you have around you, you know, that's the, really the most important at the end of the day. I think that's great advice. That might be good advice for almost anything. <laughs> yeah, seriously, any aspect. Yeah. Um, tomorrow on the show, I don't have a guest yet. Anybody wants to be a guest, hit me up, and uh, I got to fill one more spot, and then I'm good for a few weeks. Um, what question would you like to ask this person who we don't know who it is yet? Uh, well, what's the most important thing that's happened in your lifetime? Yeah. And I'm going to flip that question on you. What's the most important thing that's happened in your lifetime? Uh, just kind of like what we were talking about a second ago. Uh, the most important things in my life are definitely my friends and family. Like I said, I couldn't have done most of the stuff in my life without my family and people like you and my girlfriend and stuff like that. You know, that. But even besides, like, even if I didn't get cancer, that was always, like, the most important thing to me. It's just, like you know, the people I love being around because that's what helps me stay alive. I know you love me, but when you say uh, people like me, you know, being there for you a lot, you're really talking about Shannon and Rain because they're. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Your guys, this whole family, you guys yeah. are there for me like crazy. I want to give credit where credit's due there. Oh, yeah, they definitely. Shannon used to come up and smoke joints with me all the time. And <laughs> so did Rain. Rain used to give me free weed like crazy. Oh, <laughs> it's all right. Um, <laughs> happiness, sadness, joy, or hope? Uh, hope. What uh, I think you answered. Uh, let me ask you a question. I think you've already answered the one I was going to ask you. Um, what, how, how would you measure your despair or your lack of hope? Because I mean, I mean, at sometimes, did you ever feel like just giving up and saying, "I don't want to do this tomorrow"? Oh yeah, I like there was so many times that during my chemo treatments, like I used to just tell them I'm done with chemo, you know. And but my family, they like made me finish it, like, and I and part of me like knew I had to finish it because my cancer has like a really high rate of it coming back. And so I, if you don't do the full chemo treatment, like it can just grow back really fast. But like, yeah, even like before I even got halfway through, like my first chemo treatment, actually like my first like real bad one was like my second one. And I threw up for like 12 hours straight. I couldn't breathe. It was just fucking ridiculous. But um. I definitely wanted to quit, quit for like most of the time. Like it was, there was a lot of times where I just didn't even think I could get my like whole body up to the hospital. Like I didn't even think I could make it there. So it was, uh, it was hard getting through it. It was probably the hardest, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do without a doubt. I definitely wanted to give up. Like I said, if it wasn't for my family and my friends and stuff, I would have gave up for sure. 
thank you for coming on here and telling this story. I appreciate it. Um, oh, yeah, it was good being on here. I thought I might have taken more digs at you, but I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, uh, I don't know. It seems like you learned a lot about this process, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, it's amazing to hear you talk about it. And cause usually, you know, we're BSing about other stuff and, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, somebody, uh, who is this? She said she just saw you at the, uh, she must've been at the fledge here. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, Miss Heather Hulan, how you doing? Coming from Phoenix, maybe. Thank you. You're you're such a strong man. And who's Tulip? Do you know this? Nope. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> but anyways, everyone's shouting out at you. So appreciate it, guys. Thank again, you. Thanks a lot. Uh, what would you like to take us out with? Ah, uh, well, I'll just take us out on this note. If you if you are going through stuff like that, like I said, just keep your head high and. No, whatever happens in your life is meant to happen. And if you don't make it, then you don't make it. And if you do, then you just be happy to be there. You see who it is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love you, man. We're I out. love you too, man. It was good seeing you. We're good talking you. to you on here.